What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey there, friends. You are listening to Home with Beth, and I'm your host, Beth McGeorge with Remax Jefferson City. Very glad you're here today. It's going to be a really, really good show, and we've already had the giggles, so tune in if you're ready to have a good time. Uh, stay tuned. So I've got Kim Stock still in the studio with me this morning. Good morning, friends. Here we go again. Try it. Now you're live. Kim's in the studio with me today. <laughs> Good morning, friends. You guys, he turned our mics off because we got out of hand earlier in the pre-show. So now we're both on and here we go. Okay, so today we are going to talk about who we are. And instead of A-R-E, it is a capital R in parentheses. Quotes. Quotes. Parentheses. Whatever. Quotes. But who we are in terms of the difference between a realtor and a real estate agent or a person who is just a real estate licensee, what's the difference? Most people don't know that there's a distinction. So we're going to cover some of that information. We're not going to geek out and take you on a path that is boring. We'll kind of uh, take the fun side of that, of course. I've already had the giggles today. Me too. This has already gotten out of hand on the show. Um, so I think it's going to be a good one. But I've been opening the show with the current real estate statistics, things like that. And so today I'm going to be a little bit different. Week over week, it's been a little bit static in that we have seen the inventory increase a little, mm -hmm. which the economist that Central and Jefferson Bank brought in, he blew my mind because I had kind of had this posture that inventory is increasing when he said it's not really increasing. They're just taking a little bit longer to sell. So they're hanging out there longer. Yeah. My brain. I was like, he's right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because- because I, I, I was thinking that. I thought, okay, as buyers, it doesn't really feel like they have a ton of options. It, mm -hmm. We knew the active listings, was that number was creeping up. Um, it's been around 170, 180-ish homes active in the entire MLS. Which is crazy considering like our normal, what felt normal before was around 400. Back in the day. Back in the day. Ago, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Not like 2020. Talking like, yes. Yeah. You had hundreds. Now, the beginning of the year, we had under 100 active yeah. listings. Yeah. When we hit three digits, it was like a celebration. Yeah. Booyah. And all the buyer's agents rejoiced. Yeah, but here's the deal. Rates are a little bit higher, so people are, that's a big topic of conversation for buyers of saying, hey, to buy this exact same home, it's costing me a lot more per month. Mm -hmm. So that's becoming part of the conversation is the payment mindset. We're all very payment oriented, right? Yes. It's like cars. People say, here's what I want my payment to be. They really don't care if it's financed over a hundred years or two years. They just want the payment they want, um, which is good and bad. It has its pros and cons, I guess. But with that, the statistics, when we look at average sales price, we're not seeing that dropping yet, but I feel it happening where if, if you once were purchasing homes at 2.8 or 3.2% interest versus now it's in the sevens, um, creeping up towards eight, um, that's going to shift that conversation of what someone's willing to pay for the home. Mm -hmm. So we're what? Seeing less bidding wars. Yes. Less above ask. I, I'm getting to negotiate again. 
I know. How's that feel? Uh, really good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that part of things. You guys, you ever, anybody ever had an indoor cat, okay? And they sneak outside and they go outside and all of a sudden this cat that lays around inside behind glass in the sunshine with a full bowl of food, fresh water, they're living <laughs> the life. All those toys. You know what an indoor cat's life this. is like. Sometimes they go outside. Our cat mm-hmm. Milo, he was this big white fluffy cat. He was a flame point Persian. He was gorgeous. Blue eyes, the whole thing. One time he got outside and all of a sudden he got a little fresh air, got like fluffed up. That was a totally different cat. He flipped out. He like took a swing at my husband even when he went to bring him in. <laughs> P.S. He has no claws. So that was a futile effort on his behalf. But he went totally ballistic. So I have this saying of like, they're like an indoor cat that got outside for a while. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like fluffed up and energized yeah. by the outside air of being able to negotiate again. Yes. Yeah. And bring in buyers that hadn't been able to come to the carpet before. You know, they haven't been able to really participate because, oh, we're a government loan. We're going to get beat out by cash. Tell people at home listening why that statement is true. Well, I think that when uh, you had all of the major bidding wars, we had like 20 people coming 10 to 20 one, offers yeah, on a coming single at one home. house. You know, the first thing a seller is going to do is look at the ones that are a sure thing. And that's going to be your cash offers followed by your conventional where people are putting a larger amount down. Mm-hmm. And then they put the, the government backed offers at the very, very bottom of the stack. Because not only do you have to go through the same process that you do with a conventional loan, but you also have that extra layer of an appraisal inspection, mm-hmm. which could come up with things for the seller to fix. Which it's hard because I think if you're a buyer, there's a lot of reasons you may get a government loan. The interest rate sometimes is better. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a little bit friendlier on what minimum credit score they will allow. There's a little more grace in um, student loan debt when they're looking at debt to income ratios. Sometimes things like that are factors. But the reality is if you're selling a home and you get 20 offers and some of them are cash, no inspections, you're like dead on arrival if your loan, you know, has a checklist from the appraiser saying, is the roof good? Is there yeah. any peeling paint? Or is the electric, you know, do we need GFI outlets? Yada, yada. None of those are particularly expensive, but certainly more than but it's no inspections. Yeah. 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 They're just looking at safe and soundness. They aren't looking at anything else. And I think that that is something that absolutely comes up as to, well, what are they going to ask me to fix? Right. So it's it's no disrespect in that. But so now... This increase of inventory, you know, a little bit more on the market, at least more exposure, a little longer exposure of a listing where the buyer doesn't have to show up within 30 seconds of it going live, (laughs) place an above ask offer in order to even be considered, right? Correct. That's changing. Um, Half of our sales right now, currently in this moment, half are going for at or above ask, and we are still seeing bidding wars, half are selling for less, or the seller is doing price reduction at some point. So that is very spotty when you look at something to say half and half. Um, That sounds like we don't know, but that's the actual data. That's what's happening. So I think, you know, shout out to you and the rest of the buyer's agents on my team. We're smart enough to look at it and say, okay, is this one that's going to light up and be hot? Yep. Always having the integrity. That's part of what our, our show is going to be about, about code of ethics and the fact that we're not going to lie and tell someone there's an offer on the table if there's not truly one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also going to try to gauge if a buyer looks at us and says, I'm worried about overpaying, right? Mm-hmm. It's not for us to tell them what overpaying looks like. It is for us to give them sold data, analyze it is the biggest thing. 
You guys at home, you have more access to information than ever before in the history of the world when it comes to real estate. So you can peek in and say, you know, when did this last sell? Like there's a lot of data out there that's pretty easily obtained, but digesting it and interpreting the data and applying it to the, to the current moment correct. is a very different thing. So the role of a realtor is shifting and that we're more counselor guidance through what data is there and kind of, it's kind of like me, I could go find videos on how to change a carburetor in a car mm-hmm. does not make me good at that. In fact, I might be the worst on the planet for that. <laughs> so that's where I, I think understanding our role is super important. And I think uh, providing information is key because when I'm dealing with anything else, like real estate I got, I don't need help mm-hmm. with that. That's what I do. But other things like doing my taxes, purchasing a vehicle, all of that, I want a professional to guide me in that way and I need to be able to trust them. So that's important. Um, but yeah, our market, um, I made a note. Do, do I, can you smell me? No. It's, I'm wearing CK1. Nice. Like a lot of it, okay? <laughs> I love that. You guys, that is so... 90s. I'm embracing the 90s. Fashion in the 90s is back. Okay. And so are the interest rates. <laughs> oh my goodness, if I would have known. Bump. I know. I no. would have brought my scrunchie. They were about 7 to 10% interest rates in the 90s-ish, okay? So when everybody's freaking out about like homes are never going to sell, they're just not. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the 90s are back. Like you guys have seen the fashion, right? Which is, that's why you walked in today to the radio show with mm-hmm. clueless references. Yes, I am... You're embracing the 90s. It. Yeah. And it was, I love it was it. a good little era. Those shoes, the Skechers, like they're back. They're, I had a friend, they posted their, a picture of their old shoe and, the, and an ad that they saw. It was the same shoe. Like I was at TJ Maxx and the penny loafers the, with the yes. ginormous chunky heel. Yes. They were there and I just picked them up and I went, oh, high school and yes. put them right back. I mean, I think I'm this close to wearing like a plaid skirt and jacket combo. Like, I feel like I could if. do that. Yeah. Do it. Um, but no, so I think it is just realizing all things have a little ebb and flow with it. Um, if you guys are following me on, on my show, please find me on Facebook, Beth McGeorge, Remax Jefferson city is my business page. We are actually building some content right now. You're going to like that talks about, yes, interest rates are up. The news media is talking about that constantly. It's on the tip of our tongues. It's just part of that dialogue right now. However, there's like a dozen things that came with that that are positive for home buyers that are good things to consider um, in that process. So we're going to talk about that on another show. Please follow us on Facebook. Um, you can find us there. And then also this show and other radio shows are in the form of a podcast. You can go to BethMcGeorge.com and find that on the bottom. So we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to 103.5 News Talk or 1240 AM KLIK. You're listening to Home with Beth. We'll be right back. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better 
When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real. Because just business is better business. Visit JustCapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Hey there, friends. Welcome back. You are listening to Home with Beth. I'm your host, Beth McGeorge, with REMAX Jefferson City. And today we are talking about who we are. I'm doing air quotes for the big capital R for Realtor. Yes, and pause. Kim Stockstill's in the house with me. Say hi, Kim. Good morning. Hello. Turn, turn your mic back on. Oh, yeah. It, you're he has allowed. to turn it off in between because you get me giggling. Get a hot mic. So most people say it wrong. They say Realtor. Realtor. Even, okay, so my children, God love them, from the back seat, one of them pipes up and says, Realtor, just to absolute perfection the other day. <laughs> and I literally said, see, see, you get it. My kids get it. My six-year-old gets it. Um, but there's a whole lot of adults that just, uh, you know, they say it wrong. I don't know why. But um, but it is Realtor. Realtor. R-E-A-L-T-O-R. Mm-hmm. And so, Kim, um, give it, give people at home, because we know what we know. Um, what's the difference between being a Realtor and a real estate licensee? Okay. The quick version, like in English. Quick version, without getting too into the nitty-gritty of mm-hmm. all things that I love. Um a Realtor has, number one, prescribed to the MLS and to the National Association of Realtors, our code of ethics. Mm-hmm. You have to abide by that. Correct. And then you have a real estate agent is just practicing real estate, but no access to like local, state, mm-hmm. and national boards of Realtors. So think of it as an additional membership to a community in which... There are minimum standards. So if somebody says, I want to get my real estate license and sell Mm -hmm. real estate, you can do that. You have to have your license held with a broker, all of the brokerage rules. But the term Realtor or real estate agent, Realtor is a community that you you belong to. There are dues and things like that. But to retain, you know, membership status, um, you can't run around and be a criminal and do all kinds of crazy things. They will say you're excused mm-hmm. from this community and this party if, if you're out there a hot mess, express, acting a fool. Um, now, that would take something pretty, I think, epic. But there are those minimum standards. And the so the code of ethics. So this is where um, if I showed up to list a house, let's say you're not a realtor. Let's say you're a seller, okay? Okay. If I showed up and you said, all right, Beth, my basement leaks, but I don't really want to talk about that, right? I then have to go, okay, cool, pause. Um I have to disclose that. I have license law that mandates that. And so let's talk about how to properly disclose this. Let's talk mm-hmm. about can we fix this issue? Still in pausing on pausing, even if you fix it, you have to disclose it. And they say, had it before. This happened. Here's how we fixed it, yada, yada, yada. But I'm bound by that. And, yes. and I'm not going to compromise my ability to do my job or my reputation over saying, yeah, we won't tell anyone. Because there is that golden rule of treat others the way you want to be treated. And I think all of us would want to know if a house had a leak two years ago and they had it fixed, they want to just eyeball, make sure, have the opportunity to make sure that looks good. So I think that to me is the biggie of what differentiates us in in one way. But there is something regarding the resources we have access to. Oh, tons of resources. But before, you yeah. know, with our code of ethics, I look that as... Realtors have taken a pledge mm-hmm. to be professional. We've taken this pledge to mm-hmm. um, 
be the experts and to just elevate ourselves mm-hmm. even higher. Mm-hmm. Um, with the and that because they don't back, have to do that. No, you don't yeah. have to. You could still go out about your merry way, but um, this is a pledge to actually provide mm-hmm. better service um, to the community, to other realtors, and to our clients. I can't imagine doing this job and not being part of that, but that's all I've ever known and done. So I kind of understand that that's, you know, once that's what you know, that's where you live. Yeah. But, um, but with that, I think you and I are the type of people that would do that anyway. You know, we're just going to be so. honest, but mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, well, I, I signed this thing. I made this agreement. So yeah. I have to be honest with people, but that's kind of how we roll anyway. But the resources, so there will be, there's licensees that can have a listing as far as the resource side of it, mm-hmm. that doesn't go in, into the multiple listing service, the MLS, as we normally refer to it as, that's that database that realtors search for their clients. If you have someone looking up to 200000 they need this certain school district, whatever, that's where it has become this central hub to search. Because, I mean, think about it. If anybody has ever tried to find a rental in this town can understand how stinking hard it is to find a centralized location for being able to search. I mean, God forbid if you needed a rental in a certain school district yeah. and you wanted a garage, what do we do? We just get on the phone. We message Start calling people. people. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like a phone tree that spans an entire county. Um, it's a lot. And we have built really good resources for helping people do that. Mm-hmm. But without this... MLS that we search for homes. Can you imagine how hard that would be to try to identify what's even out there? I, and then to actually be able to go in and schedule and to do all of these things that have become so easy. Get in the door. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and then you have to have your agreements and all Mm -hmm. of these other things because the reciprocal agreement of, you know, I work for this brokerage and we've already being part of the MLS worked out all of mm-hmm. the the payment side of things. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So whenever a property is listed, the com- the cooperating broker's compensation is negotiated in that listing agreement. So they say, "Hi, we're the sellers. We're listing our home with XYZ Realty." Um, I prefer, you know, Beth McGeorge team at Remax, of course, but uh, <laughs> I'm partial. <laughs> but say we're going to list uh, with this company, this agent, and. If another broker or realtor wants to show it, yes, they can. And if their buyer brings the best offer that we accept, here's what we're willing to pay them to do that. So it's organized in a way that if we have 10 showings, we don't have to approve that and say, okay, well, if their buyer buys it, are you willing to compensate them? Mm -hmm. We're all just cooperating together um, with that, which makes it um, just a little better experience for our buyers to know all the inventory out there, especially in times where we do have lean inventory. Mm-hmm. And we're going to continue to with, um, you know, sellers. This is the this is the moment of why this real estate market right now. We are November 2022. This is a podcast. You might be listening mm-hmm. to this at a later date, but this current moment is different in that we don't have as much inventory, and it's not. I don't think it's going to build. And and the news media wants to talk about how this market's going to crash or whatever. Yeah, I don't think it is because supply and demand is still going to remain a little bit out of balance because if you're in your home with 3% interest rate, it is going to be a different decision that makes you nudge from this house to another one and what that looks like. Plenty of people are going to do it, but it's not going to be this massive influx of inventory. Like everybody, not everybody wants to just upgrade right now. Right. Because it doesn't make sense. My house, if we moved, I would buy half the house for the same or more payment. Correct. And and that's not taking into account equity, I guess, as far as payments. But 
that's part of why we're going to continue to see lower inventory. So for buyers, they aren't going to have this. Um, people like to compare this market to the crash in 08. Mm-hmm. That was a massive influx of inventory. It w- there was too much. Buyers were completely in the driver's seat. And frankly, when I did uh, what's called the absorption rate, meaning how much inventory is on the market, a good normal healthy market is six months. At that time, it was about two years. That's and right now, when we've had these bidding wars, it's less than two months. It's yeah. where you go, okay, there's like no inventory. There's like 12 days. <laughs> so that's a mathematic formula. It doesn't tell you the whole story, but as a listing agent, I, I'm leaning on that. We're starting to see that creep more towards three and four months. So that makes sense to me that we're mm-hmm. creeping towards a more balanced market, but that it's still leaning seller friendlier a little bit. Values have crept up and held up. They're just not skyrocketing through a new ceiling right now. So I think I got you off, uh, off, kind of off the track. Uh, Like that happens with us all the time. Um, You started to talk about the resources that NAR and even Missouri Realtors and our local board have available Mm -hmm. for us um, as Realtors. And I actually was diving into a class yesterday doing some CE Mm -hmm. and some continuing education to continue to be awesome. And the, um, some of the resources that I was finding online were never ending just amazing what was your favorite um there were some toolkits that were available i was really diving into the diversity side of things we have a diversity event that our local board is going to put on for realtors Mm -hmm. um coming up and so i started to look into the different you know accreditations and Mm -hmm. different uh designations that we can get and different toolkits and things that they can do to cool help support us in that way Love it. Yeah, the continuing ed stuff, I always, they they make us do code of ethics, your core classes, that's kind of your basic education for sales, marketing, things like that, helping people do their job better and to a higher level. But I always like, one, I like in-person classes. A lot of people like Mm -hmm. the virtual. I like to be in a classroom setting. And then anything like what they call the core, your central business, the marketing stuff, um, the ethics, the legal side of it. I love that because I'm not an attorney, but when we deal with contracts and timelines and deadlines, we touch that line a lot as to what's what's contractually right, what's legally right, what's the right thing that that those terms come up a lot. And that's what we do a lot. Our technically terms. Oh, my gosh. Yes, because it's like. I know you meant to say this, but yeah. this is what you said. It well, There's really no room for error. It needs to be right every single time. So no pressure, right? No pressure. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, well, we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's the difference between a real estate agent and a realtor. And also, let's be real, we're going we're gonna to weave the current market status into it because we just can't help ourselves because it's <laughs> very top of mind and people ask us on the top of Every hour, it seems. But uh, yes, thank you for tuning in to Home with Beth. I'm your host, Beth McGeorge with Remax Jefferson City. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you you down then your dreams matter afford anything wherever you listen we'll be right back hey there friends welcome back you are listening to home with beth i'm your host beth mcgeorge with remax jefferson city today i'm in the studio with kim stock still we are cutting it up i wish you guys could hear the outtakes quite frankly and the uh you know in between breaks but um 
Welcome, Kim. Thanks, Beth. Yes. So if you're just tuning in, we are talking about who we are. And I'm doing air quotes and I'm saying R strangely because it is a big old capital R for the term Realtor. Realtor. So there is a difference between being a, I don't want to say just a real estate agent, but getting your license and being a real estate agent versus being a Realtor. Being a licensee. Correct. Um, As a member of the Board of Realtors, the MLS, the Multiple Listing Service, all those things. I always try to translate into English because I hate it when professions say words that we don't know, but they know in their industry, like the industry terms. Your jargon. Right? Like, I try to not do that. So if you're listening at home and you're like, hey, Beth, I need a translation here, then I've let you down and I apologize. I always try to say the actual term and then break it down. But this segment, we are going to do just that. This segment is titled Alphabet Soup because in every profession, uh, well, professional industry, they have designations or different additional titles or credentials they can obtain, which are abbreviated behind their name. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what it means, right? Yep. So we're going to unpack some of those. We've listed some that we have. Any we need to add when I look um, through that? I think we're good for right okay. now. Okay. Yeah. We, um, we're getting the high sign from the studio guy. He's <laughs> like, you're going to go over on time. <laughs> but so that alphabet soup behind the name, you're like, what does that mean? So uh, these we either both have or we have shared. But if you see behind a realtor's name, uh, for mine, I have my GRI, uh, AHWD, SRS, ABR, RENE. You know, some of those you're like, what does that mean? So GRI is Graduate Realtor Institute. You are working on yours. I am working on mine. Brooks and I both. And then Sharon just got hers. Sharon got hers. Yes. So I'm passionate about that. That was one of the first things when I was a new licensee, I immediately started going to those classes. They're divided up from the legal side, representing sellers, representing buyers, um, inspections, new construction, commercial property. It goes over the called the big rocks of it yes um and breaks it down and it's the equivalent of if getting your license is your high school you know diploma getting your gris like getting your masters quite frankly Mm -hmm. and taking that um, education to a next level and i will note that is not something you ever have to do so Mm -hmm. if you see a realtor with initials behind their name it you don't need to know what they mean but like for me i want like (laughs) caboose is behind me i want to look like a train when it comes to all the letters or like you have to have a second line for yeah. your email signature because you've got so many letters yeah i have a lot of lines on my email you signature. Do. but that to me it just instantly conveys hey i care and i'm going to go the extra mile to to be the best for you and i think it's um, important yeah. to point out that not unless you're a realtor you don't have access to these designations correct and so that's another thing that separates us from someone who is just practicing real estate as a real estate agent mm-hmm. a realtor is desi- is dedicating themselves to higher it's education specific to that correct mm-hmm. yep and so you want to take the AHWD what that one is at home with diversity that's the one that i was looking into Yesterday, mm-hmm. we talked about that a little bit before the break, that um, in doing my GRI class, it was mm-hmm. bringing up the different resources, and that was one that I started to look into. I don't have that one yet. You will. You And, and frankly, can I be honest? You have that in your heart. You just don't have the letters behind your name. Um, At Home with Diversity really focuses a lot on opening people's eyes to the prejudices that exist or things that have been in place historically, like just redlining or different things that happened before I was in the industry, but understanding why 
you know, inclusion matters, just kind of the why. Like I never, it's not in me to discriminate against somebody based on who they are, the color of their skin, anything, right? I judge people by their heart. If you're a good person, you're a good person, whatever, whatever. But as a professional capacity, you don't show up and have that place to say, you know, should, is this house right for them? Like that's not our role anyway. So I think it's sad that they even have to have these courses for it. But in my mind, since I wasn't involved in real estate in the times that those things existed, I think by learning where people got it wrong, we make sure that that's never repeated. And and we're at least conscious of other people's experiences through selling, buying, even as a realtor in in our um, vantage point, like all of those pieces of the puzzle, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Even financing. It is a standard question to say, have you been pre-approved? Yes or no. Mm -hmm. we're not judging someone saying, I think you can or can't get a loan. It's our job to make sure you have that locked down. It's all in place. You don't have questions. You know what your payment's going to be on the home. And there's no um, question with that. Because then it's like you have a blank check in your pocket. You go buy a house. So I think for people to understand there are questions we have to ask. It's If we're asking the question, it's not, hey, we don't think you can get the loan. But it's really tied to... It, do we need to show up with some numbers for some lenders? If yeah. so, what banks would you like those from? And even last year when the market was moving so fast, it was, you have to be pre-approved in order mm-hmm. to go look at a house in 20 minutes, look yes. at it for 15 yeah. while we're sharing it with someone else and be able it's to fast. make your Yeah, it was so quick. Yes. You didn't have time to go, okay, well, in 24 hours, I'll have my letter. You don't have 24 hours. And honey. the lenders were got- really busy because mm-hmm. everyone was refinancing. So we wanted to be respectful to them and not have to every time say, it's an emergency. Because frankly, everyone is having an emergency. And I've had, I've had clients who, oh, we're pre-approved for XYZ. A certain amount of time passed and mm-hmm. we, you know, it was time to re-up that. They fell in love with a house mm-hmm. and come to find out their pre-approval had changed. Right. So Rates it's right it, now. We gotta yes. Revise them. You've got to always Correct. stay on top of that. So Correct. that, again, got you off love the rails. It. No, we, this is all, it all ties together. SRS is Seller Representative Specialist. Um, I've gotten that one. It really just ties into how to be the best listing agent, seller's agent that you can be. Um, For me, I always view real estate as a service industry, not sales. My job, yes, is good marketing and all of that. So there's a sales component that matters. Um, But for me, it is like the concierge. Mm -hmm. I am here to be a professional, help you make this process easier. Moving kind of sucks even if it goes really beautifully (laughs) can I say that on air it's fine it's not a cuss word but it it just it's hard and I acknowledge that fully and I go I know where some of the pinch points are and I'm going to relieve those you know from the scenario for you but there will be things that come up let's make that easier so it's a seller one what's this one accredited buyer representative the ABR so that then you flip it how do you best represent your buyers again you're already doing that um Another one I looked into yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so that one's really, really good. But guys, hey, these classes that we're talking about, uh, our Alphabet Soup title on this segment, um, these, some of which are multi-components that might take a year to earn or more. Um, for me, my GRI, I traveled six times out of town or out of state for multiple days. That's a lot of commitment to do that. I luckily didn't have kids at the time and, and traveling wasn't as big of an issue, Um I'm an online learner, and for my GRI yeah. class, I started it in 2020 mm-hmm. when everybody was locked in at home. That is 16 classes, and many of those you have to be logged in and paying attention for four hours mm-hmm. 
One of them is six hours. And mm-hmm. then, I mean, there are exams. And are they doing testing quizzes. still? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you just you have that, yeah. your quiz. You've got your exercises you have to do. And then your final exam at the end. Yeah. So, but these like SRS, ABR, those are multi-days. Um, and then RENE is. That was two days. Yeah. So real mm-hmm. estate negotiating expert. Um, the Kim did that on the front end of our uh, REMAX R4 convention um, earlier this year. It was good material. What did you that think was, of it? I liked that one. Um, it was great to learn different negotiating techniques mm-hmm. instead of the one that you always is your go-to. Because I think everybody has a, a negotiating tactic that they always use. Mm-hmm. Because you negotiate every day. This let you explore how other people do it mm-hmm. and how to kind of adjust for the appropriate situation. So that's kind of why education is important because these speakers for these classes or the teachers, what instructors... They usually bring a little flavor from their market into it to where, um, uh, like I have one of my favorite instructors, Terry Watson. He's my celebrity guru for all things real estate speaking and frankly, comedy. The dude's funny. And so I am like (laughs) locked into every word that man is saying, but he is who taught me that class. And one of the things on that he t- we talked about escalation clauses. Mm-hmm. I knew what an escalation clause was years before they ever hit mid-Missouri. Um, was one of the first people using it, if not the first, here in mid-Missouri, which my broker was like, what are you doing? You need a form for that. But that's, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Um, but with, with that, um, we knew about it because he was from Chicago. That was a market that had been real hot before. This was new for us. This is the first time Mid-Missouri ever had a market hot enough to do escalation, use escalation clauses mm-hmm. um, in their market um, with the competition. So, and then real quick, what about uh, the C2X? C2EX is uh, committed to excellence. It's a program that uh, from the realtor, national yeah. realtors has in order to, you know, keep you up to date and kind of polish you up on the history of realtors and what we have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, what about this and one? And then PSA is Pricing Strategy Advisor. Um, I did that one, I think, during 2020 as well. And that's all in how you price a home. Mm-hmm. Which I could do backwards, forwards, and sideways. Yeah, and I'm pretty sleep. sure that you, I could teach that class. You should teach that class. I want to so take it first, though, and that's see. That's you know, from the buyer agent that's side evolving. of things, when you're going in and taking a look at a house and your buyer wants to know, well, am I paying too much? That the, comes into play. That comes into play. You need to know how to do a CMA, a comparative market analysis, correctly. Mm-hmm. You can't just go, well, these three in the same neighborhood sold for this amount of money. You got to know how to compare them. Correct. A really, really good buyer's agent is a really good pricing strategist anyway because you, like right now it's a little bit of a moving target mm-hmm. you have to be able to interpret that data um kind of on your toes quite Correct. frankly so anyway but uh, okay guys we're going to take a quick break we'll come back for our last segment this last one's actually going to be fun we're, we're going to loosen it up we're going to have a little fun so <laughs> stay tuned you will enjoy it uh you're listening to 103.5 news talk 1240 AM K home with beth i'm your host beth mcgeorge with remax jefferson city we'll be right back Hey there, friends. Welcome back. You're listening to Home with Beth. This is our final segment of Who We Are, which the R is a big capital R for Realtor. And we are going to give this last little segment. We got a little chatty on the earlier segments. I know those who know me are just shocked by that. (laughs) But we have about five minutes left. We wanted to do a quick fire version of some more personal side of who this realtor is. Um... 
So we're going to learn who you are. And I'm putting Kim in charge, so I'm having a little anxiety with giving her that much freedom because she's been giggling, but I'm going to let you hit it. Okay. Are you ready? So these no. are these are yes or no questions. <laughs> so it's quick fire. Okay. I'll try so to be fast. I will say something and you say yes or no. Okay. Okay. Keep it clean. Okay. I'm going to accidentally I answer will. something I, very inappropriate. You can throw a softball and I don't want it to hit yeah, my I'm face. Accurate. So Yeah. Uh, have you failed your driver's test? Yes, three times. <laughs> you failed it three times? Thrice. Okay, have you ever broken a bone? No, knock on wood. Won a trophy? I know the answer on that. Lots oh. of them. I love it. High five on that. Have you ever learned another language? Si. <laughs> uh, pequeño. Piquito. Muy. Pequeño. Bad. Mm. Pamal. I don't. We should probably <laughs> I speak stop. enough Spanish, Spanish to bond with my um, people and friends at an all-inclusive. But other than that, I really am lost. Oh, that's I'm, right. It's no bueno. <laughs> Ever ridden in an ambulance? No. Flown in a helicopter? Oh, no. Creepy. Met Wait. someone famous? Yes. Who was it? Um, I'm going to call Brian Buffini famous. He is famous. I also met... Um, Actually, who would be the most famous person I ever like? I'll have to think about that. Okay. Okay. Have you ever memorized a poem? Yeah. Well, yes. In my dorky high school days when I was way into poetry and that tortured teenage angst, I was, I'm still pretty into poetry, but not in the same way. But yes. Have you ever jumped off the high board? Into a nope. Song? Really? I don't love heights. I'm learning that. That walk the plank on VR. Oh, I, I hate that. Crawled uh-uh. all, I knew I was in my living room on hardwood <laughs> floors that I had built. You know, like I live in that. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. That's too funny. That's real. I knew it was wearing a he- stupid headset, but I couldn't put one foot in front of the other. Have you ever had an invisible friend? No. I should have probably. I was a weird kid, I think. But like, that's why I paused. <laughs> that I one, I'm not going to lie. Surprised me a little bit. I got, No, I had a little sister. I think I'm my own invisible friend. Like, I, I always tell her that she was born to entertain me. Because my parents were like, we wanted out. you to have somebody to play with. And so I was like, your sole purpose in life is to entertain me. Yeah. Dance entertain for me. me. Dance. Yes. Are you not entertained? <laughs> um, have you ever sung karaoke? Yes. Lost at a casino. Yes. Grown your own food. Yes. What's your favorite food to grow? I'm best at probably tomatoes because I can make bruschetta with that and that is so good. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Have you ever ridden on a mechanical bull? I don't think so. Okay. We're going to have to make that happen sometime. Yeah. Uh, lied to a police officer. No. Actually, I... <laughs> wow. I like... I'm like a kid sent to the principal's office. I get like all emotional. I've cried before. Now, granted, I was pregnant then, so we'll give myself a pass. But yeah, I'm just like, you know, yeah. I, and I ran that light back there. You didn't see it, but I, I it was yellow for. <laughs> You're like, and uh, yesterday yeah. I was going ten miles over, and I don't use my blinker the whole day. I don't use my blinker as much as I should. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, I get. Real honest. Ever performed on stage? Yes, I'm gonna call that yes. And you're gonna do it again on tuesday it's, it's public speaking but i'm gonna call that a performance that is a performance. i gotta get amped oh my gosh i'm nervous about and then that. my last favorite one have you ever dj'd mm, well kind of i played music for a group of people but i didn't do the wicka 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 yeah i'm looking for the wicka wicka no wicka. i don't have the equipment 
But um, I could. I could do that. I know I could. I think you should I would do be that. a hype girl. That needs to get onto your you list. You know, like those tough girl DJs that are like probably tougher than most dudes in the room? That's I look at them. I'm like, look at you go. Get it, girl. You wouldn't be one of the ones in a costume then? No, I would be me. Okay. I, I would want the fame. I'm, I'm picturing the, the Beth McGeorge braids. That's what I mean. I would have like yeah. a stocking cap, even though it's 90 degrees, cut off shirt, you know, like not the belly, the sleeves. Let's get real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would do that. I think that. that that needs to happen. I, I really wish I could beatbox. So, <laughs> so yes, I know. We're Okay, we're getting the high sign. We do have to take a little break. Or actually, no. We have to we're go. all done for the day. Okay, yeah. Sorry, guys. We will be back next week. This episode was who we are. Thank you for tuning in to Home with Beth. <laughs> And remember, sorry, we've lost track. We have had too much fun. But if I'm not your favorite realtor, you just haven't worked with me yet. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 